right. Welcome back, you guys. Yes. Welcome. Welcome. So we have a very special guest on today's episode. So as you know, if you have listened to multiple episodes so far, we have mentioned on the podcast that we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as the LDS Church or the Mormon Church. And this week we have Ashley Sanders, aka the Nuanced Mormon, on. And she is a mom of three who runs an Instagram account dedicated to being a voice for non-traditional Mormons. So Ashley, I know that you originally began your account as an LGBTQ ally. You even officiated your brother and his now husband's wedding. But can you explain more about why you created this account? and how it's evolved. Yes. And thank you guys so much for having me, by the way. I'm so, so excited to be here. Um, so yeah, I, I created my account probably, I'm so bad with time, probably two years ago. (laughs) Um, and it, it was kind of out of necessity for myself to be able to stay in the church. (laughs) Like it's, it was, I was getting to a point where I felt like I, and this is just me personally, I'm not putting this on other people that they should do this to stay in any kind of way. But for me personally, I just was at a point and kind of a crossroads where I just felt like if I'm not speaking up about these things, then I don't know if I can stay in this. And so I decided to create my page. I also will like, um, I'll say like, I have, (laughs) I, I pretty sure like I have like half of the Utah's population of, of LGBTQ members in my family. Like I have so many. (laughs) And so it it, like, even though I feel like you don't need to know a gay person to care about these things, obviously that goes without saying, um, it was something that was extra personal to me and it was really a difficult thing for me. Um, but ever since creating my account, um, I just, I, I started connecting with other accounts and I was kind of amazed at how many other accounts were out there that I had no idea even existed um, that that I connected with. And, and so I began to see like, wow, like there is a voice for LGBTQ members out in the world right now and on social media. And, and so from there, as I began to go on my own faith journey, I kind of realized like, I can open up this page to more than just LGBTQ issues. And that's when I decided to create the Nuanced Mormon. Wow. And it's really been like, her page is so incredible, you guys. Um, If you haven't visited it, please go visit it. Uh, Give it some love. It's been really, really helpful for even people like me. As a lot of our listeners know, I went through a faith crisis um, about a year back and um, really struggled. And so finding more community and more support as I try to navigate the waters within the church has been really helpful. But I also think she has created a very safe space for people who want to leave too. Um, there, it's it's very open for anyone and everyone. So we really appreciate your page and everything you've done. Yes, absolutely. Wow. With that being said, then as you may notice, today's episode is really focused on um, the church, our experiences with the church, some thoughts about the church. So our hot takes today are a little fun, a little different than what we normally do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited for the conversations that we'll have. But Rainy, do you want to introduce the hot take that you and I came up with? Yes, the hot take that we decided to come up with is involving the language around the church and members, -members, non-members, 
temple recommend holders, non-temple recommend holders, things like that. Um, it's interesting because Ashley had actually posted, uh, my time frame might be wrong, but like maybe a week or longer ago where you talked about um, normalizing not having like a full temple recommend and, um, and you know, still allowing people who are in a different part of their faith journey in the church and, you know, and, and not using these stigmatizing terms towards other people. And so that's more of what I wanted to talk about, because I really think that a lot of the language that we use within the church is super, again, stigmatized. It's, um, it creates a lot of uh, exclusivity and diversion and, um, and I think if we really want to create a community and, and the knowledge that we're all children of God using terms like ex-member, non-member, non-temple recommend holder, like less active, mm-hmm. ex-Mormon, you know, using all those terms, uh, really defeats that purpose. Um, and I think, it should be we're children of God and and there, you know, that's it. Yes. <laughs> um, totally. And not using those terms. I agree with you on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> I um I've had an interesting year actually where I I feel like this year has been a year of growth for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I feel like I've always sort of been a different kind of Mormon. Like I always knew I was gonna get tattoos. Like I kind of just even though like the church says, like said not to, I I just, there were some things in me that I just knew like felt right between me and the Lord. Um, But this year, even more so, I felt like I have grown and my, I just feel so much like clarity and, and peace where my spirituality is concerned. And that in turn, like when you talk about ex-Mormons and Mormons and active Mormons, there is a negative connotation with some of these things through members eyes and and it just is so unnecessary I feel like I I also um like you Rainey took a step back from church after Holland's talk at BYU Mm -hmm. yeah because I felt so I felt so so sad about it and and I, I just sort of needed time to to figure out what I wanted to do next and like how I wanted to live my religion. And so I knew that I wasn't taking a step back permanently, but Mm -hmm. I just needed time to process things. And in that amount of time, the clarity that came with like being an inactive, I'm doing air quotes right now. No one can see it, (laughs) but being an inactive member, it just made me think like, I am in no way inactive right now. I'm still Mm -hmm. connected to my heavenly parents. I'm still connected to my savior. I still read my scriptures. I feel peace and love. And, and I did start to miss being around people at church for sure. Kind of like when COVID hit and we were all doing at home church as well, which also made us all quote inactive, (laughs) (laughs) but a lot of members would hate to be called that because mm-hmm. they're in their mind, they're like, Oh, no, I'm not an active, you know what I'm saying? And it, it, it's mm-hmm. like you said, we need to do away with these terms, because really, there's no on and off to our spirituality, whether you're going to church physically or not, it doesn't turn off like a switch. Or I always say like a gym membership, it's like, it's not <laughs> like my membership is up, you know, like, yeah. I, or you need to like yeah. go in and renew it. Like, our spirituality is always there inside of us. We can always rely on it, whether we be a physically at church or not. But I do think that for me anyway, personally, being at church physically help is helpful for me. 
but I'm also an extrovert (laughs) and a lot of people are introverts and it's actually better for them to worship at home or go on a mountain drive and listen to music or, you know, there's just so many ways to to feel the spirit and get close to our savior. So So good. (laughs) So good. It's really cool too. Um, hearing you talk about, uh, your time stepping away and how that didn't make you inactive, because I think if you step away for even just a few weeks, people look at you <laughs> like yeah, totally. you're, you're just like the worst person in the world. Or, or even, even if they're not looking at you at all like that in your head. Um, I know for me, especially when I stepped away for a bit, I knew in my head that I was feeling perceived as being judged and like, like I can't meet this active label that I'm supposed to meet and stuff instead of it just being, I was gone for me. Yeah. <laughs> And now I'm back and yes, everybody just welcomes me back and it's a grand old time, you know, and, and I just wish people stopped focusing so much on labeling. Well, yeah. And, and your status within the church, like on the, and whether you're there or not. Yes. And we don't always need to worry for them when they're not there. Yeah. We don't always, (laughs) our mind does not need to go to a place of worry or concern. I mean, okay, here, here's my honest take on it. Like when people say that they're sad when their family member leaves the church, mm. I feel like I want to ask like, well, what are you sad about? Because when, what I've realized is like, if my friend who goes rock climbing with me all of a sudden says like, I'm not going to the rock climbing gym anymore, then I'm going to say like, oh, I'm so sad because I <laughs> love being with you at the gym, at the, I love rock climbing with you. Yeah. <laughs> And it, that's like, that's totally reasonable. That's like a human bond that we've made. And we, it's something we do together. So I'm going to miss that aspect, but where the difference between that and church is that it's your soul. Like people (laughs) are so worried about your soul. And, and, and I mean, we're all brought up to worry about each other, which is a beautiful thing in some ways, but at the same time, like we don't understand that that person knows what their soul needs better than Mm -hmm. we do. And just Mm -hmm. because something works and nourishes our soul does not mean it's going to work for them and nourish their soul, (laughs) you know, like it's just important to like give each other space like that. And, and I mean, if your friend hasn't shown up and you're like worried about them or miss them, that's fine to reach out. But at the same time, like be respectful of them and just know that like, it doesn't mean that they're slipping away or that they've mm-hmm. gone off the deep end I'm using all of these terms <laughs> that we've like grown up hearing yeah <laughs> it could just mean that they needed a break from church that's yeah. totally understandable oh yep. you know I, I can't tell you how many times I and I could tell you because I could look at back at my Instagram stories but the pressure that I have to post when I am sick on a Sunday because <laughs> I have that feeling that someone is sitting there and saying, well, I'm marking her absent today. Where is she? That I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, let me post a quick Instagram story about how sad I am. I'm sick. And that's why I'm not at church. Like, I feel like I have to explain myself when I don't. Right. Isn't mm-hmm. that a nice feeling when you're like, oh, wait, I do not need to explain my actions to you. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You don't deserve that. Like I can, if I want to, if I feel comfortable, but at the same time, like it's, it's so personal. I think that's something that has been on my mind so much this year is how personal the gospel is like more so than we ever realized. Like, I feel like even me, which I'm kind of like, I call myself a hippie. Like I've been very 
I'm a very open person. I'm very extrovert and I love like learning new things. And so I already felt like I was like kind of open-minded, but this year, especially, I feel like I've grown even more where Mm -hmm. I, I just feel like, I I, I don't even know how to explain what I'm trying to say. Like, like the, the clarity that comes with, with connecting to ourselves and knowing our own personal spiritual needs is beautiful. You put that so nicely. Yeah, That was so nice. You're so sweet. It's interesting because you mentioned COVID and as much uh, like as hard as COVID was, I think it really put an impact on that uh, personal spirituality, that personal development. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just, I, like, I have no words. You hear me? I'm speechless because I was, <laughs> no, so no, nice. I totally, <laughs> you're so cute. I totally agree with you. And I feel like COVID not even just related to our religions, but, and our spirituality, but just related to ourselves gave us time to like sit back. I mean, people were dying and we all kind of, I feel like all of us in the world, we're kind of like, what do we do now? And also like, how do we want to live? Like it kind of reinforces the fact that like every day on earth is so precious. Like I don't want to waste any more time being something that I'm not or faking it or trying to, (laughs) to put on a show for others around me, because what's the point? I feel like COVID did that in so many ways, like with lifestyle and, and religion. And I feel like that's why there has been members who have stepped back from the church because they just thought like, well, I don't agree with this one thing. So why am I in it? And they pull back. And, and Mm -hmm. if that is where they're comfortable, then I am so happy for them. I had my brother from the church and I'm so happy for him because he's found what makes him happy and he's found Mm -hmm. where he's comfortable. And, Mm -hmm. and yet I also like, I feel like in our church, we have a very all in all out mentality at times. Like there was literally a conference talk this last general conference and it was all about all in and all out. And I, I literally the day before had a conversation with a friend and said like, the church is not all in or all out. And then they did that. And I was like, Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. like, oh you defeated me. first <laughs> 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 <The worst> timing. <laughs> but, but it really is not, it's really like, there's so much color and variety in it and in each of us. And that's like, my goal is to just try to like remind people that we are not all little robots that do things in the exact same way. We're really not supposed to be that. I think, I think Jesus Christ gave us our own individual talents and, and, and it's, it's for our own good, you know, like, and it's to learn from each other as well. So I've learned so much from just my, my following, just having conversations with people that like, it has been eye-opening. Like I'm growing and learning new things every single day. I'm sure it reminds, isn't that part of Satan's plan that we're all Mm. the same. We're Mm. all these little, like you said, robot creatures. We we need difference. We need diversity. We need good and bad and, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, (laughs) evil and happiness and all of the things in between. So yeah. It's so, so um, Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just saying, I totally agree with that. That is Satan's plan. (laughs) Yeah. So Ashley, do you want to share with us your hot take? Yes. I kind of just said it, but I I was just going to say that we, um, we don't have to agree with every single thing that the prophet says to be an active member of the church, to be Mm -hmm. a happy member. I don't even want to say active because we were just saying how we don't like (laughs) it. 
But my point is to be like, to feel whole in our religion. You, you do not have to, you can disagree with, with something that the prophet says and still remain whole in your spirituality. Yeah. I mean, we're constantly being told and encouraged to educate ourselves and to further our own personal revelation and to build on our own testimony. So why wouldn't you, you know, question the things that are said in the sense of saying, well, I'm going to take a step back and really reflect on how I feel about that. And I need to be confident in how I feel. And sometimes you may disagree and other times after reflecting, you agree. And I think that's okay. I, I like to encourage people to do that, to really, you know, think about what you believe. Mm-hmm. Make your own decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I think people give themselves, they don't give themselves enough credit sometimes in their religion. I think like too often people are like, well, what does the church handbook say? And yeah. well, what does my think about this? And while those are good sources to look to, it's for me personally, I want to look to my savior and my heavenly parents first, you know, because like, like we were saying, like we sometimes don't give ourselves enough credit on what we're capable of feeling through the spirit. Yeah. And I think, I don't know, maybe this is a hot take on your hot take. Um, <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> stacking it. But yes. like, I think God cares more about the fact that we're trying than what we're doing to try, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. if we disagree with something the prophet says, and we do something that maybe is a little more controversial, or maybe a little more off <laughs> than, than like, what is expected, the expected norm in the Mormon church, mm-hmm. but we still are trying to connect with God and receive that personal revelation. I think he's not going to look down on us at all for that. I think Mm -hmm. it's other members and ourselves that look down on ourselves for those kinds of things. But I think he just cares that we're trying. 100%. Yes. It's so important. It's so important. There's a, I can't remember if it was in a general conference talk, but they talk about, you know, like a man who was stumbling and he's, he's drunk and he's, he's stumbling through and, and they referenced it and saying like, there's no difference between him and the person that's just walking a perfect straight line because they're headed in the same direction. Mm -hmm. They're both going to get there when they get there. And, and honestly, like those stumbling blocks are some of the greatest moments. Like they can help us grow in so many ways. I I had a conversation with my mom recently and, and she was referencing someone um, in the church that had hurt me. And she said, I'm just so sad that, that that happened to you. And I said, I'm really not. I said, as hard as it was, it has like, it's what fired me up and and like fueled me to promote what I'm promoting, you know, Mm -hmm. like without these little incidences and and trials along the way, like we don't, we can't grow. Mm -hmm. So it's important to, to recognize like where growth begins, you know, and it is hard. Like I wouldn't wish that upon anyone, but going back to when I stepped back from the church, like kind of like you were saying, Rainy, that like feeling of, of doubt and in yourself, that is, that's what scared me the most. And that's sort of what inspired my page in a massive way as well is the feeling of I've been told for so long that I should feel this way. And so when you don't like you have those thoughts of I'm having a bad day today, is it because I'm not at church? It's the reward of like, we're always talking about, like, if you do this, you'll receive these blessings. Mm-hmm. And honestly, whether you're in the church or not, you're going to receive blessings. 
And whether you're in the church or not, you're going to have trials. <laughs> that is yeah. something that I wish everybody just knew because there's this notion of like, if you're in the church and you get a blessing, it's because you're doing the right things. And if you're in the church and you receive a trial, it's like, well, it's only to help, to help you grow. And then if you're outside of the church and you recite, receive a trial, the members and oh, not all, but some members of the church kind of feel like, um, you received that trial because you left church, that you're being punished because you left. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're receiving a blessing, well, that's not real happiness. That's momentary happiness. And you need to get back to church. I've just like recognized it's, it's kind of a bunch of bull. I'm sorry. In my opinion, <laughs> yeah. But I should, I should say, this is my opinion, <laughs> but my opinion is we are all open to blessings, whether you're in the church or not. And we're all open to trials and that is life. And that is how it is supposed to be. Eve took the fruit. She was supposed to, she was supposed to do what she was told not to do so that she could yeah. learn. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I, I totally agree. And I have seen additional blessings from staying, you know, I think, I think there can be additional blessings that happen that way. Um, But I don't think, like you said, I don't think that God revokes all of them. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think he punishes you for it. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just like additional Anything you want to add to that, Haley? Yeah, I mean, the only thing I could think of uh, are the times where I have gotten like McDonald's on a Sunday and they get my order wrong. And I'm like, oh, it's because I went out on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> they messed up the McChicken? Yeah, that's my little <laughs> joke to myself is, oh, this is my punishment for going out on a Sunday and spending money. <laughs> that is so funny. I deserve Whoever... to have my meal ruined. Oh my I <laughs> no. hope whoever's listening, if you work at McDonald's, just do that to mess with people from here on yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Sunday. <laughs> you see that you see the members coming through, make sure you mess up their order. Yep. <laughs> yes, it's, exactly. It's easy to get away with here in the South because everyone goes out for brunch mm-hmm. and whatnot and their church clothes every Sunday. So I normally fit right in. <laughs> with the Baptist. Fit right in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's awesome. All. That's awesome. All right. Well, Haley, let's uh, move into thriving, not thriving real. We're going to do it pretty quick today, guys, because we've got a lot to get into. There's, there's so much more to this podcast. So stay, (laughs) stay seated. Um, (laughs) But how are you, Haley? (laughs) Um, Do it really quickly. I'm thriving now. We didn't record last week because we were both sick. I had COVID, but it snowed, which was nice. So overall recovering, I'm claiming I'm thriving. Okay. Claiming that. (laughs) Rainy, how are you? I have had a very stressful last couple of weeks. This semester is probably going to, I mean, I I don't want to jinx myself, but it's feeling like probably my hardest one yet. And so just trying to balance my whole life in one semester, including making decisions of a job and where I want to live and all of that. It's just, it's a lot. So not thriving, <laughs> I'm stressed. but that's okay. Yeah. Um, and Ashley, how are you? <laughs> I am thriving in this moment, just being here with you ladies. Like oh. I honestly have been looking forward to chatting. Um, yeah, I've, I've had an, an interesting week. I've had some, my, I've had a, a family member who is in the hospital. So I've been I've just felt like that extra weight and worry, but he's doing much better. 
Good. won't get into much details, but he's doing much better. And so, um, so yeah, I, I feel like in this moment, I am officially thriving right now. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Hopefully that stays for a while. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> okay, well, we have had so much fun for this first half. We are going to go take a break. So this is your water reminder to everyone who's listening. Hydrate. Yes. Yeah. Hydrate. Yes. We all need it. Get you some water and we'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a really good break and that you actually drink your water. Um, we will come find you and hunt you down if you didn't. So um, watch <laughs> <no>. out. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> so this next part of the podcast, uh, we're doing this just a little bit differently. Um, normally, as most of you have listened, uh, when we do our question segment, we'll have a, a question from a listener, something like that. Um, but we decided to ask Ashley to bring a couple of questions that maybe she's gotten from uh, her followers. And then Haley and I actually have a couple of questions for her. So we really want to make this just kind of um, pretty relaxed Q&A type of deals. So um, the first question that uh, she actually brought to us was, what does being nuanced mean to you? So yeah, Ashley, take it away. Okay. Yeah. This is just a question that I've gotten a lot. And, um, honestly, like my opinion on it has grown even since I've created my page. Um, it kind of came about in a, in a roundabout way, like through a friend, actually, I was having a conversation with him and, and I was saying, you know, I just kind of feel like I'm like a radical Mormon. (laughs) I, I said, which, which I think is kind of just a normal person. And he just laughed and he's like, no, he said, don't say radical, you're nuanced. And I was like, oh, what, what does that mean? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) And, and I looked it up and, um, and to be nuanced is to sort of be like, um, you know, have an open-minded opinion and, and to sort of embrace different ideas. And I was like, Yes, 100%. Yes, this is me to a T. And um, so I decided to to use that name because, um, because yeah, I, I just feel like there are some, again, this is not all members, but there are some members and church leaders that do make it feel like you have got to be this specific way or fit into this kind of yeah. specific mold. And I believe that it's kind of doing more harm than good when with that kind of mentality. It's, it makes people feel like, um, if they make one mistake or if they feel differently than, than the prophet does on one thing or the church does on one thing, then they need to throw all of it away. And Mm -hmm. I just, I do not think that that is the case. I don't think that we need to be doing that. I don't think that we should be doing that. Um, again, like to members who step away fully, I totally respect that. And I, I understand like, I always tell those people, like, there's probably more we agree on than disagree on, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I also think there's such a spectrum in the church. There is such a, a wide range of people and but yeah, just, there's a lot, there's a lot more variety in the church than we realize. It's not all so black and white. Um, oh. I did a podcast with Richard Osler, um, as a lot of people know about, and 
one of the things that I talked to him about was, was that just struggling with like, well, what if I don't have all the same beliefs as what the church is telling me to believe? And the thing is, is you can't force beliefs like beliefs no. just happen they they, they they're not forced there you can't change them they just happen and maybe they might grow and evolve over time but no one can like force you to believe something and um and so it's interesting because I look at even Christ who is supposed to be the person we're supposed to look at the most within the church <laughs> rights and the name and sometimes I feel like he in a way was a nuanced Mormon <laughs> <laughs> you think about when he would uh, talk to the Pharisees and Sadducees and how they would be so black and white on everything. You've got to take this amount of steps on the Sabbath day and you have to do this and this. And um, he chastised them. And the people that he showed love to were sinners. He helped the adulterer. He washed the sinner's feet. Like he did a lot of things that were looked down upon by the the what do I want to call them the retroactively active Pharisees <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Sadducees of the time he was he was our number one example and even he didn't always stick right within that that black and white zone he was very yes, great I totally agree with that and I I actually think too a friend shared this bit of information with me and I have thought about it so many times but he also gave people grace like he allowed yeah. people room to grow and I mean like you said he he literally came and did away with all of those rules he was like mm-hmm. these rules mm-hmm. are not important anymore because I've come and mm-hmm. My friend reminded me that, um, I think it was John, um, was actually, so, so one of those rules was, um, like you can eat meat now because Mm -hmm. before then they meat was like unclean and, um, and, and Jesus, John was actually had a hard time doing that. And he, he kept, you know, he, I guess there's a scripture where he like asks Jesus, like, we're not supposed to be doing this. Like we're, Mm -hmm. we're not supposed to be doing, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I mean, literally Jesus is telling him it's okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But that had been a tradition that was so built into John. I hope it's John, by the way, if I got this wrong, (laughs) I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. But the whole point is that, you know, when we grow up with these ideas and these traditions, they are very hard to undo. Even if Jesus is the one telling you to undo them, (laughs) Mm -hmm. they are very hard for people to do. And it's, I feel like it is equally as important to let people grow and to like come to these things in their own time. I mean, no one has ever agreed with someone who tries to shove something down their throat. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) You know, like we, it just doesn't work. You have to let people kind of come to these things on their own. And, and if they never do too, like, that's fine too. Like it's not it's not on you to try to make somebody change or see something your way. Like you have to be confident enough in your own spirituality to just rely on that as well, you know, by itself. Yeah. I feel like that's something that really makes your, um, your profile and your platform really resonate with both of us because you have created this safe space where open conversations can be held and it's not you trying to convince someone to have the same beliefs as you, but you're opening that space and you're asking questions. You're sharing questions that people are asking you when you're creating those conversations. You're sharing other people's thoughts. 
And as you've created this platform, especially when it's a public public platform, (laughs) that's hard to say, (laughs) then you are really opening yourself to hear everyone's thoughts. So what do you say to your critics, to the people who, you know, feel that constant need to either put you down or question you? (laughs) Yes. Well, first of all, thank you so much for saying that. That's like everything I'm trying to do. So it's nice that what I'm trying to do is being received. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) But, but like you said, it has not been received well from everyone. And, um, I, I kind of figured that that would be the case. So I I've kind of braced myself for that. You know, what's interesting is I, when I started getting some negative comments, my husband said, well, just delete them. And I thought, no, like they need to be heard just as much as me. And I, I in no way I'm trying, I would no way, I am sorry, I'm in no way trying to say like, I know better than them or I don't because I do not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and their opinion and perspective is just as powerful as mine. And honestly, like that is what opens the door to really great conversations. I feel like the way that I've approached the people who have come at me in a very, a very, uh, salty way we should say (laughs) they get pretty salty and I honestly like in the moment I can feel heated right like you just kind of want to just be like oh I'm gonna type this out and And I like have to step back and like take a breath and be like they are feeling this because they've been hurt or they've been wronged in some way and and so I usually will comment back to them something along the lines of like I'm I'm sorry. Like, it seems like you're very upset and I, I'm sorry that you're upset. Like, can we talk further? And often I'll say, it's hard to get points across in a 15 second reel. Yeah. (laughs) No, like if you, and I'll tell them, like, if you want to talk more, like, please DM me. And honestly, like you would be amazed at, at the reaction from someone who writes like the nastiest thing. When I respond to them in kindness, the mood changes so fast. (laughs) Like it has been kind of insane to see, like if you deescalate instead of like, I mean, it's just sort of instant. I had a conversation with a guy just recently and, um, and we, his, our, our, uh, comments as our comments came in further and further, he got less and less mad. And by the end of it, he messaged me and said, I'm still trying to figure out how you flipped this. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's like, it it really is like, I want them to know, like, I respect your opinion, even though I don't feel the same about the church as you do or about the gospel as you do. Like, I totally respect where you're coming from. And so that's why I I follow back everyone who follows me. Um, If I've missed one of you, please DM me and I'll follow you because sometimes they get backed up and I miss it. (laughs) But I want my followers to know that I want to follow you as much as you want to follow me. And I really do want to like connect with you. Like when I say, I want this to be like a community of love and like unity, I mean it. <laughs> like I, it makes me a little misty just because like the connections I've made have been incredible. And I, I just posted this today. Actually, I was just thanking um, my followers because they really, they really do like lift me up and their pers- their perspectives have helped me grow in so many ways. And that's why like, you'll often see me like, I'll get permission first, but I'll screenshot a message from someone. And sometimes I'll show that it's like who it is. If they're uncomfortable with that, I won't. 
and I'll post it to my story because I get so many incredible stories coming in and, and so much incredible insight that I'm like, I have got to pass this on to this community. And so that's really like, like to my critics, I want them to know, like, like, I want to hear your voice as much as, as everyone else's. And also I want them to know that because they, a lot of them feel very passionately about the church. They Mm -hmm. feel like, like I am kind of like being disrespectful or trying to, somebody told me the other day that I was trying to be the prophet. And I was like, I'm actually not an adorable old man. I'm sorry, but (laughs) (laughs) hate to break it to you. (laughs) I was like, I, I never want to tell people how to live their religion. I'm just sharing my own experiences and, and that's different, you know, and, and, and to them, I want them to know that I would never disrespect anyone's religion as much as I disagree with some religions that are out there. Like if that's your religion and your beliefs, then I would never take that from you. Like I literally told my husband the other day, I said, if somebody told me they have ghosts that follow them around and give them advice and that's their spirituality, I'd be like, that's awesome for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's really no, not that different from the Holy ghost, which when you put it that way, like you can see why some people think we're crazy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, you know, like these, these things are personal and, and it really like, like, I never want to come across, like I am disrespecting the church at all because it's my church. Like I have so much pride in it mm-hmm. and I, I have so much love for it. And if I, if I do offend you in some of my posts or different things, I hope that, you know, it's not coming from a place of, of like, I, I'm not meaning to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to shed some light on some things so that we can learn from them, you know? Mm-hmm. Wow. I really, I feel that authenticity from you and just how much love that you, you hold. Like I, I can't explain it. It's really hard to verbalize, but just hearing you talk about the community you want to build and Mm -hmm. the way that you're uplifting others, you can just hear so much love in your voice and so much care for, for the people around you. And I think any person who actually genuinely spent five seconds with you in an actual conversation would be able to feel that and and understand that um so I I don't know you know people are going to get offended but I think it's just because they don't understand you and what you're trying to do because it's obvious you're trying to make the community better and involve more people not push more people away yeah thank you so much for saying that that really means so much to me because yeah, I, I feel like that's, that is, you nailed it. <laughs> like that is what people think is that I'm trying to push people out and it's the complete opposite. Like I'm trying to like broaden the circle of the gospel to like grow bigger and include more people. Like I had a message from um, one of my followers and it just made my day because he said, he said, I just want you to know that I'm going to church for the first time in three to four years. And he said, but I'm going to take my flask with me just in case. <laughs> I just love it because, you know, like, like a lot of members might not feel comfortable doing that. I mean, I can see why with what we teach and, and, you know, but at the same time, I'm just like, like, I'd rather you be there, you know, like bring the flask, bring whatever. Like, I, I just rather you be there. And when I meet, when I say there again, I'm not just talking about like church attendance. I'm just talking about I'd rather you be in the circle of like your savior's love no matter what, no matter where you're at in life, no matter like what you're doing, like his love is always there for us. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's kind of the message that I try to spread. Yeah. And not as like a persuasion or anything either. I'm not hearing that. It's not, no. it's not to 
persuade people to come to church or be active or whatever. It's just to know that they're cared about. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. That is like, yeah, I just want them to feel like, like they can be here and be themselves and be comfortable. And, and that like their, if their standards for themselves look differently than mine, it doesn't mean that, that they're loved by God less or more, you know, like when you talked about beliefs before, when you were talking about being on, um, on that podcast, um, it reminded me of, of something I had learned, um, learned a few years ago. And this is something that always stuck with me. And it, it was saying the difference between belief and our beliefs and our values. And they were saying that our values are the thing that should stay more constant. Like that is something that, that we should kind of hold on to. And, and then our beliefs are what should be growing and changing. And they related it to, to a teacher in like the 1950s, like the, the belief for teachers back then was to like slap students on the hand with a ruler if they did bad. <laughs> like, obviously that's not okay. But the value in that was that they were trying to do the best for their students. That was the value. And they believed that by slapping them, that that was the best way to do it. Obviously, since then, we've learned that is not the way. I don't know. <laughs> she <doesn't> still, but... <laughs> I need my job. (laughs) Hey, no judgment. Teachers have it hard right now. Okay. (laughs) But, uh, but obviously thank heavens, the belief changed in that category, in that area, Mm -hmm. but the value stayed the same. We still want our teachers to have those, those strong values to like protect our children and teach our children. But thank heavens, the belief on like how it was done has changed. So I feel like that's something that has helped me a lot is like holding on to like my core values, but letting my beliefs sort of blossom and grow in, you know, like that's, that's sort of what I feel like nuance means is like, we are always changing and I'm going to get a little Buddhist here because I kind of take a Buddhist approach to my religion, <laughs> but um, like, you know, a, a Buddhist teaching is you cannot step in the same river twice. Even if you step out and step back in quickly, it is a constantly moving river. It's always changing. We are literally that river and everything around us is that river. And, and so we have to, we have to embrace it. We have to embrace the change. We have to embrace the growth that comes with change. Wow. So well said. I know. Speaking of beliefs, something that I really noticed uh, with you um, that just made you different, but like in a really good way <laughs> was just that you're willing to do things that are a little outside of like cultural norms um, because it's because you believe differently or you feel like there's room for everyone, right? And so one of the things that I noticed that you drink coffee and that is not something you're going to find a lot, right? <laughs> in the <laughs> LDS church or if you do, it's usually hidden or undercover, that kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. I just kind of wanted to know what are your thoughts on the word of wisdom? Yeah, sure. I would love to dive into that. Coffee's delicious. I hate to say it. <laughs> um <laughs> I will say though, like for, for years, my husband drank energy drinks and I hate energy drinks. (laughs) I I just like, I, yeah, they feel very chemically. They don't feel so. I, I mean, they just don't seem like a healthy form of caffeine in my opinion. So, um, so we, we started drinking coffee and this was not 
done on a whim. We were very, very prayerful about it, both of us separately and together. And um, we kind of both said, like, if we start to feel like this does not feel right, then we will stop. And um, so we've, we've done it. And honestly, like my husband is like, I don't get like jittery like I used to with caffeine. I don't need like two or three energy drinks throughout the day. Like just one cup of coffee in the morning is enough. And I don't feel like if I miss it, that I like need it. And anyway, so I, <laughs> that, that to me is awesome, but also like, these are personal things. So again, I, I'm not telling everybody to like go and drink coffee. <laughs> I just, I feel like there, if you actually sit down and read the word of wisdom, it is kind of fascinating how much is in there and how much we never, ever hear about, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. because it's just interpreted in a different way. And so like, for instance, it says, um, meat should only be used sparingly and in times of famine. And I think, well, there's not been a famine in years. (laughs) 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 I guarantee there are so many members that eat meat. And I'm not saying this because I think they shouldn't. Mm -hmm. I am vegetarian, by the way, but Mm -hmm. I would never put that on anybody else. But but that's sort of one of those things where it's like, like looking at me, for instance, I've flipped those things. I don't eat meat because just for my own personal self, I I felt a conviction to do so. Um, And I drink coffee. Well, it's interesting to me that like those two things are both in the word of wisdom. And yet one of them is more strongly recommended (laughs) and (laughs) dare I say like judged on (laughs) more than the other. And I just don't think it should be this way. I I love the word of wisdom, by the way, let me first start or not start, but let (laughs) me just say, I love that our church has the word of wisdom because I feel like our physical health ties into our spiritual health, our mental health, all of these things tie together to me. And it it just makes sense. Like, of Mm -hmm. course, we should be like taking care of our bodies, but we also know our bodies better than anybody else does. And like, I personally feel like these decisions should be made between ourselves and our heavenly parents first. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, like I, another story, sorry, I go on and on. (laughs) (laughs) No, we love them. (laughs) I I have a friend who also, um, she's a total gym rat at the gym all the time and she needs energy. So she did pre-workout, which, which ironically was green tea powder, Mm -hmm. which is like, I guess that's still considered safe, like to, to a lot of Mormons. Um, and she, so she was doing that and it actually made her jittery and stuff. So she started drinking straight green tea and she was like, it is such a, like a difference. Kind of like I said, with the energy drinks, she's like, I feel less jittery. Like it's just enough and it feels very natural. And so she actually brought it up to her Bishop during her temple recommend interview. And he said, he said, how do you feel about it between you and the Lord? And she said, I feel good. And he said, then I feel good. <laughs> All that should matter. And that's all that should matter. And in my opinion, I don't, I mean, I, that's totally personal that she brought that up to him. Like I wouldn't Mm -hmm. tell her what to do, but if that were me, I would just know like, this was good about like good between me and the Lord. Mm -hmm. I will just answer that question. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, just like people, people don't hesitate on that answer when it comes to meat. They're not saying, well, Bishop, I had a burger this week. I hope that answers your question. <laughs> yeah, it did. And it's it's been really interesting hearing you talk about just the prayerfulness behind it. Yeah. Uh, we've we've touched on that throughout 
this episode, just very much personal revelation and what do you feel is best between you and God. And um, as much as I think some members of the church look at the church black and white, which by all means, if that is the way that they want to live their life, if that feels good and appropriate to them, then do it. That is fine. Mm -hmm. But then there's other people who feel like maybe there's, again, more nuance, like there's, Mm -hmm. there's, Mm -hmm. there's, there's more to it. And that you took it to God first, rather than man. And I think that is like the most powerful lesson that you could teach anybody. So that totally totally uh answer my question and I really appreciate it because I think that was some great insight thank you so much for saying that I will just hurry and throw this out there that like my mom growing up like we did not read scriptures every day we went home early from church at times and like (laughs) and yet like I have such a powerful testimony like of love like Mm -hmm. I always felt love where the gospel is concerned And I feel like that's the most important thing. And, and when you say prayerful, like one of the things that I always think about when I, when I picture like growing up LDS, um, is that, I mean, just part of my religion growing up that stands out is that I always saw my mom pray at night. Like I used, my dad used to work at night and so during the middle of the night, so I would sleep with my mom sometimes and she would get on her knees in bed every single night and pray and I do the same thing. Like I actually like can't sleep until I do it. And that is like, it, I know that my, my own prayerful way of doing things is totally credited to her. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for saying that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I feel like that's a good transition into <clears throat> the last question because you're talking about, it seems like the, the model that was shown for you growing up and how that affected you. And so I, over the past couple of years, have been a youth leader and now I'm a Sunday school teacher. And I've really, over the past year, have been trying to make more of an effort to be more mindful of my phrasing during certain lessons, especially lessons that are centered around families and relationship. I know the lesson that we had a month or two ago on the family proclamation was a difficult one because, you know, trying to kind of unlearn the cultural norms that we're taught, I think, to all of us growing up with gender roles and just the new conversations that I feel like more people are having now. It's just been interesting to see how the youth today seem to be more open to having conversations and they don't seem as close-minded as I think a lot of our leaders were growing up. So my main question Mm -hmm. for you is, and I do not know how old your children are, so you'll have to include Mm -hmm. that in your answer, but what are your thoughts on your children's generation and how they will differ from ours in the church? I think it'll be huge. (laughs) I feel, and, and I think it will be huge in a positive way. Um, I literally, I, I shared a, a, um, a post from another account that I follow. And, and she said that her, um, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember what she said. She said that she gave a lesson in young women's. And when she mentioned that, that you can now be civilly married and then married in the temple the very next day. And she said, it was mind blowing to these girls. I saw <laughs> like, that post. Yeah. <laughs> like no one has ever told them this before. And I mean, and it is, I I feel like that's a fairly new change, um, that's been made in our church, but, um, but like, how awesome is that, that they, that they know that I don't, I don't see any harm in teaching things like that. And, and like giving, giving 
our children like that extra information. I don't think that makes any girl in there think like want to get married in the temple less, but it might make her feel like I have a lot of members or of my family who um, don't have temple recommends. Maybe I could get like civilly married and do like a reset or, a, you know, a, a wedding with them where they're mm-hmm. included and then get married in the temple. Like it, it kind of just opens up different, um, you know, a, a different way of doing things. And sorry, I'm trying to think about, about your question. <laughs> There's so many things I could say about that. <laughs> There's so many things. Um, I do think like that, that, like people's perspectives are changing in the church. And I do feel like we're, we're opening up more, if that makes sense. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's, there's so many more topics that are being taught and talked about. And honestly, like I'm all for it. Like I, I love that, that my kids will be taught things like that, but there's also the other side of that where, you know, my children might be taught something that, that I strongly disagree with. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, I, I always tell my kids, like, if you hear something, I mean, my, my oldest is seven, so she's okay. not really old enough to like fully dive into like, <laughs> you know, she's still, she's still young, but I will like, I will promote this later on with, with her and with all of my children, um, to let them know, like, if you hear something that doesn't feel right with you, or, you know, that, that didn't sit right, like you can talk to me about it. Like, let's talk about it. And we can, we can discuss how we feel and, I feel like that's important. I, I actually love that our church has so many teachers. Like it's not like a church where one person is the pastor all the time. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like he gets up and he does his thing and that's, that's church. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's him. Not that I'm bashing pastors, but I'm just saying, I like that our church has the Bishop who will get up and do like a little introduction. And then we have testimony meeting and we have people being called to teach who maybe have never taught in their entire life anybody mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but it doesn't mean that that their perspective is any less than anyone else and so i love that our church has people put into those roles but it does like open up <laughs> it, it does create like <laughs> you know there are going to be things said that we don't agree with because that's just life we all have different perspectives we all have different ideas and we're not going to agree with each other 100% of the time. And so I do hope that my kids feel like they can come to me and say, sister, so-and-so taught this and I don't know how I feel about it. And then, like I said, we can go from there. I also feel like it's important for people to know that if there's a topic, if you're a teacher in the church and there is a topic that you are uncomfortable teaching, you can opt out of teaching that. Like no one is forcing that upon you. If you feel like too heavy in your heart. Like it's just a topic that you're not going to be able to get through for some reason you can, you can pass that on to someone else. So my mom is actually a Relief Society um, teacher. And she told me that actually, (laughs) she told me that. And I I guess I like knew it, but it it just like reaffirmed that in me, like, yes, you're absolutely right. You know, she doesn't need to say, I don't feel comfortable. It's kind of like, we've been saying this whole time. Um, Like, I don't feel comfortable with this topic. So I'm just not going to be a teacher in there. Like that's not necessary. She can Mm -hmm. be a teacher, but she can say, I'm not comfortable with this specific lesson. So I'm going to pass this to someone else. I love that. I feel like more people need to hear that that's an option and be reminded. Right. I know we kind of forget (laughs) sometimes. Yeah. It's like saying no to a calling or something that you're being asked. It's okay. You can do it or you can just say Mm -hmm. no to one lesson. Right. Okay, right. And if okay you want to say, say, no. say no to a calling, you can say no to a calling as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, totally. 
Yeah. It oh. removes a lot of the, the pressure off of that. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's great. It, I think a lot of the way that we were raised is if you said no to a calling or no to a lesson, it was like, you were rejecting something in God's plan for you. <laughs> like, You're rejecting a blessing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I've definitely had talks and lessons that I, I needed and mm-hmm. I think they were inspired, but there's been other ones where I completely rerouted and did something totally different because that felt more inspired or more comfortable so yeah I think just allowing that openness um within your calling within the lessons you teach I think is is great so do you have anything else to add Haley before we wrap up no just uh, thank you so much for coming on this this has been so great (laughs) no thank you guys like like I've been sitting there listening I know I get to sit and listen to her talk all day. I'm like, I'm so enlightened right now. I'm going to go to bed tonight and just like ponder. You guys are literally the sweetest. No, I'm, I really needed this. So thank you so much. Like I've really loved talking to you guys and like, I love, like I said before, like you guys are, are you guys, you guys have just like the best chemistry and the best energy. Like it just like, it brings out the best in your, your, um, what, what am I visitor? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what's the word of what I am on this visitor guest yes yeah. yes we'll yes. say guest. yes my brain is blanking but no like you guys just make made me feel so comfortable so thank you so much for like making this a safe space where I felt comfortable to just say these things like that's huge you guys are so awesome thank you well we have just genuinely genuinely appreciated having you on and and I really hope that this podcast reaches who it needs to reach so if you've made it to the end and you're listening and you're like hey I think my brother or my cousin or you know whoever um could benefit from like this episode specifically please share (laughs) let them know give them some love I think I think it will be good for everybody I I definitely feel like really good after, after this conversation. Um, so Ashley, do you want to give your socials? Where can people find you? Totally. Yeah. I'm at, um, the nuanced Mormon. There's some under slashes in between the words, (laughs) um, (laughs) on Instagram and, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I will be doing like, I'm, I'm sort of planning a like group meetup once COVID quiets down a little. (laughs) So, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to get that up and running soon <laughs> oh that would be awesome yeah. do you have an idea of where you think it might be no honestly like I just started brainstorming it this week and it was again like an awesome follower of mine like let me know that she thought it would be really cool and I was like dude that sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> like just getting a ton of us together just to talk and just like we've said before like people of every like in every stage of life no matter where you're at if you're a member yeah. still if you're not like if you're, if you're Jewish, Buddhist, whatever, like come and we can just like hang out and talk. And like, I, I think it would be really awesome and like really, really connecting. So, so yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be, it'll, it's coming soon. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes. Be on the lookout for that. That is, that is super cool. Yeah. So yeah, we will make sure to link her socials down below in the description. Please, please, please. If you can leave us a review, um, reviews help our podcast reach people it needs to. So yes. um, we have a lot, we, we love reviews. 
<laughs> and we will see you guys next week. We're looking forward to some yeah. more great guests and other things that are going to be happening. So um, be on the lookout for that. Yes. And yeah, I happy, guess we'll say goodbye now. <laughs> happy hashtag not thriving Thursday. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Haley. I yeah. <laughs>